0: rather than redo the bulletin every week we just use the same bulletin and just change things on it likewise my Sunday school lesson I will use my previous week Sunday school lesson and just start working off it and a lot of times I don't change the title on my anyway neither here nor there where are we in Deuteronomy Uh, they have moved up the east side of the Jordan River. Suspense. You can imagine how uh, the movie would play out. The, all the CG imagery of this mass of people. And the warfare. The battle at Heshbon. And, but God saw fit to give Heshbon and Bashan Into the hand of Israel as well. Even though Israel didn't originally see that to be part of the promised land god gave that to Reuben Gad and the half tribe of Manasseh and we talked a little bit about last last time the half tribe of Manasseh what does that mean well half the people of Manasseh wanted to stay there the other half didn't they were willing to go into the promised land and so if you have a little map in the back of your bible you can see Manasseh on both sides of the jordan river but in our lesson last week over and over again god is going to say remember 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 we're going to see that today as well um and we spoke about why we talked a little bit about why it's important well why do we keep getting reminders We forget. Come on in. We forget a lot. Um, you know, the, the the Bible's one big reminder. There, how many times do you need to read through the Bible in your life? As much as it takes. So. Yeah, you know, is it like a Tale of Two Cities? You read it once, go, okay, I read that. Probably don't need to read it again for another five or six years because I just read it. No, we we stay in it. It's, it's God's it's God's word to us. So we forget. How quickly do we forget? Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm sure each of you has has been in your home and gone into a room and go, I need to do that before I leave, and then proceed to walk out the door and go. Ugh put a pair of socks down yesterday somewhere. No idea. Last night I was looking for my water cup. That I use every day. Could not find my water cup. Forgot. Where where was it? I had it. This morning when I got in the car, I was like, there's my water cup. There. We forget. We forget. Um, and so... Uh, we need to remind ourselves, we need to keep ourselves reminded, and as we go along we 're going to talk about you know as we go through deuteronomy twelve how can we spur ourselves to remember things in our in our as, as far as the Word of God is concerned, uh, and one of the ways is, is by doing this here we meet together, we study together, we read together and and all those those things. So that's kind of where we are uh, today as far as staying oriented. Uh, we're picking up in uh, verse 23 of chapter 3. And uh, Stephanie, would you, let's see, no goofy names. Uh, go ahead and read 23 to 29. At that time I pleaded with the Lord, Father and Lord, you have begun to show your servant your greatness and your strong hand. For what God is there in heaven or on earth who can do the deeds and mighty works you do? Let me go over and see the good land beyond the Jordan, that fine hill country in Lebanon. But because you, the Lord, was angry with me and would not listen to me, that is enough, the Lord said. Do not speak to me any more about this matter. Go up to the top of Pisgah and look west and north and south and east. Look at the land with your eyes, since you are not going to cross this Jordan. But commission Joshua, and encourage and strengthen him, for he will lead this people across, and will cause them to inherit the land that you will see. So, we stayed in the valley near Beth. Okay. So, Moses wants, wants to go over. Moses wants to go over. Um... And how does how does he start out his plea to God? Kind of crazy him. Yeah. Is, it, is, is he buttering him up? Is it it's like okay. Like, oh Mom, you look so beautiful today, and then can I have ten dollars? Well he starts off with sovereign Lord, so he understands that whatever the Lord chooses is right. Oh, beautiful. Beautiful. What is he praising in God besides His sovereign hand? There. No one can do what He can do. Yeah. What's he basing that on? What he's seen. Yes. I mean, is there any man who has seen? The extraordinary things of God, you know, perhaps the disciples as they walked with Christ. But apart from, apart from them, I mean, Moses, wow. Like, really, wow. Um, And so, you know, he has seen great and wonderful things. And it's like, oh, God, you've you've done so much. He's just so great. I would love to see this continue. Can I go too? God went. No. Uh, No. Why not? What did he do? He struck the rock rock as opposed to? Speaking to the rock. He um, that's, that's a whole study in a, of itself. Uh, Numbers, chapter, Numbers chapter 20 uh, is where this takes place. Now, as, as Moses is retelling this, does he own his sin? Verse twenty six of of Deuteronomy three. Does 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 that kind of taste like bad milk? Yeah, that doesn't taste quite right. Oh, on your account. Okay, I missed that part. Yeah. Lord was angry with me because of you. <clears throat> This is this is great. I love this. What caused Moses to strike the rock? His frustration. Yes. Okay. So ultimately therein is his sin. You did not revere me God says, you did not revere me, hold me up as holy. Uh, in, In Numbers 20, verse 12, it says, The Lord said to Moses and Aaron, Because you did not believe in me to uphold me as holy in the eyes of the people, therefore you shall not bring this assembly into the land that I have given them. But why was Moses frustrated? Why? What you were dissatisfied with God. Why did you bring him out here to this desolate area just to die? Is that really deliverance from slavery? Yeah. Is this the first time they've done that? No. No. no like right right after coming out. That that's the yeah. And then they got the manna and then it was the quail, uh, right? It's it's a it's perennial. It's a perennial com- uh, And 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 so At their complaint of no water, Moses and Aaron go into the tent of meeting, it says, and fell on their faces in in Numbers 20, verse 6. Fell on their faces. So God says, go out, speak to the rock, and I'll, I'll provide water. God, God and his grace. God's lavish, extraordinary grace. And so, Moses has had them... Up to there. And so he, he is frustrated. Is it justifiable? Yeah. Yes. We go, yes. We go, we can see that. We can empathize with that. We can comprehend that. But his emotions got the better of him, caused him to say. Is your crummy attitude any justification for me to Never. I mean, we we talk Air Force, about chain of events with any accident you pull out one link of the chain and the thing doesn't happen the thing doesn't happen if Moses continues to intercede this is like a parent, okay Children, you can plug your ears here. Do parents, do you guys ever get frustrated with your kids? No. Do, you, do you ever go nuclear? Shock wave going out. I hope. Pretty sure all parents do that. I will do. do, that. We'll do except, that. Except, except okay. I like that. So, <laughs> r- <It's safe>. parents. <laughs> Parents are God's stewards. I mean, really, when, when our children are, are being little boogers, to whom are they really being the booger? God. Children, obey your parents in the Lord for this is right. Honor your father and mother, and it may go well with you, that you may live long, in the land the Lord is providing them. So when children disobey their parents... Really, they're disobeying the almighty living God who has given that command. You know, your parents are a blessing for you, for your good, not for, not to be a burden to you. And so we as parents, we take ownership and we strike the rock instead of going, you're just a steward. Why not? Just do, you know, train them up in the way that they should go. Just do what I have told you to do steward them can you be frustrated yes yeah. can you express a disappointment that they continue on a pathway that you have warned them over and over again yes probably with tears would be better than rage grief that are broken that your heart is broken that they would not do or follow after what God has. So, yes, yes, the Lord was angry with him because of that. Yes. So, the Lord said to me, "Enough from you." Do not speak to me of this matter again. We're supposed to pray over and over and over and over and over again, right? We're supposed to be the important widow. We're supposed to keep bringing our prayers and petitions to the Lord, right? Does God have a line? Yep. Cool. I have made my way clear to you. And this is, this is important. Okay, we, we 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 talked about the the whole generation that died in the desert. We talked about, do you think any of them were saved? And I said, yes, I believe so. And here is why: who didn't get to go into the promised land? Moses. Do we think we're going to see Moses in heaven? Absolutely. When I mean, he was talking to. Price on the Mount of Transfiguration. Absolutely, we do. Oh, wow, they're having fun. Maybe we should do that. I was just about to say. I really feel like we need to like amp up a little. Game, yeah. <laughs> Some adult classes are so good. Um, but there is a consequence. This is this is important. There is a consequence between speaking and striking. There is a severe consequence because God was not upheld as holy. And severe consequence there. But God still loved Moses. God was gracious to Moses. Hey, go up to Pisgah. Take a look. It's pretty cool. Call around. It's gonna be all of it. What grace? What? Great grace and kindness that God shows to Moses. Uh, but he also told, gave Moses a charge, and that charge was to actually charge Joshua to be an encouragement to Joshua. There. Uh, in verse 28 and 29. Um, as you get into Joshua... And, and you would read this if we got all, went all the way through Deuteronomy. You see Moses in a number of places exhorting, remember, be strong and courageous. And then you get into Joshua, and the Lord comes to Joshua and says the same thing. Remember, be strong and courageous. Be strong and courageous. Exhorting and lifting up his hands. Why, man? What a responsibility. And so, you know, who, who, can, we, who can we exhort to be strong and courageous, you know, to continue on um, as they begin perhaps a daunting task. God bless everyone in the whole world. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Where are your kids? Where are your kids going to go tomorrow morning? <laughs> Is it October? <laughs> uh, yeah. uh, f- holiday does it backwards. The next okay, uh, on Tuesday. Yeah, school. School. They're going to school. So can can we give her, as parents, can, can we go with them? If we homeschool, we do. But, you know. I mean, there are all kinds of times where our kids are going to go out to college to exhort and encourage them. As the big brother exhorts his kid sister, perhaps. I mean, here you have the big brother exhorting his little brother. Moses, I'm not going. You're going. So... God's going with you. God's going with you. That is the word of God to me, to you. God's going with you. And so to speak the word of God to those around us, our friends, as they embark on whatever adventure they're embarking on, to be strong and courageous, be faithful to the living God in all that you do. Because Joshua had a huge task before him. And so... The exhortations, Deuteronomy is like a, just a rich exhortation to us. And that we see that fleshed out as we get into uh, chapter 4 here. David, read the first verse only, please. And now, O Israel, listen to the statutes and the rules that I am teaching you, and do them, that you may live and go in and take Okay. Talk about that verse. I mean, what what strikes you in this verse? I'm not looking for any a right answer or wrong answer. What are some things you glean from this that Moses is? Follow. follow. Okay. Follow. Follow. Basically, take your inheritance and kind for of possession. Okay. As the example Listen to what I am telling you And do it So that you may live And possess the land Here is the guy If there was a guy All he gets to do is look into it that's it Has God spoken to them? Did God speak to them? Yeah, for 40 years. Over and over and over again. Most of the time, through Moses. We're going to see a little bit later that God actually spoke to them too. So they heard his voice. There. But God spoke to them. And God says, listen. Listen and what? Obey. I mean, the number of times you're going to see the word do. Do. Little word. Little bitty word. Do. Do what? Do what I said. Do what I said. Do them. Why? Oh. Do it. So that you live. That you would live. I made you. I know how you work. I know how you function. I want you to flourish like a tree beside streams of living water. Hear my word and do it. Possess the land. Go ahead and take it. Now so it's it's a listen and do kind of thing. But there is a limit to God's word. Okay? <clears throat> How am I saying that? We see this play out. In verse 2, really, verse the rest of this paragraph, 2 through 8, but uh, uh, Ashley, would you read uh, verse 2, please? Usually, when I ask the word that I command you, you take from it, that you may keep the commandments of the Lord your God that I command you. Oops. the Pharisees really bombed that part. <laughs> okay. What is. God's word. Scripture. Yeah. What else? Jesus Christ. Okay. God spoke to me. i mean that's that 's a conversation ender you know you throw that on the table and you go well there 's my trump card you know top that unless yes yes i mean i can't i can 't argue how can I argue that you know okay um tell you, you know, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. This is so, not tell you. so important. John MacArthur quotes uh, that I <coughs> came across this week. If it's not in the 66 books of the Bible, God didn't say it. That is the power and the authority of the word of God. If it's not there, he didn't say it. Does that mean he's not going to lead you? No, of course not. So, when pastor preaches today, man, we should not listen to it because that's not the word of God. That's that's the words of man. No, of course not. He's teaching the word of God. He is teaching the word of God, just as as Moses is bringing the commandments of God to the Israelites. So, you shall not add to the word that I command, nor take from it, that you may keep the commandments of the (laughs) Lord your God that I command you. Don't add to it, don't take away from it. Who, Who dissed the Pharisees? Caleb disappears. Oh, Corbin Corbin disappears. (laughs) Were the Pharisees wrong? Often. Huh? Often? Well, they were trying to keep God's word. And so by trying to keep God's word, they thought if we add stricter rules than what God Well, really, really stay away from the road. Which isn't always a bad thing. Okay. I mean, there are times when that is okay to set to impose on yourself, but not on others. I don't drink, period, ever. But I know that because I like to not get close to that line. Okay. But that doesn't mean that my husband doesn't occasionally have a beer and I'm fine with it. Because that's something that I impose on myself. I can't put that on other people because that's not what God said. As an elder, there are things I can encourage and exhort. You know, principles of wisdom. But I go, we have the freedom in the word of God to live as the Holy Spirit leads and burdens us in accordance with His Word, it's Im- it's important that I not play this this Pharisaical game and say things in it that aren't in it. It's dangerous, very dangerous. Revelation makes the same uh, <coughs> declaration there about adding to it. For most people who add to it are using the argument that it's there if you would just interpret it correctly. Or if you would just you know, read between the lines of what God's implying and that rule is there. Excellent. And we have a dry marker. We've talked about this before. Maybe it is. Maybe it doesn't. No, not not important no David, not, it's really not important um, every command of God flows down from God, okay the person of God every it reflects him, it, it glorifies him. it is him okay that that precept comes down from God, but it comes it, it starts out almost as a principle. You know, here is God, God is love, therefore love one another. You know this principle that love is good, why? Because God is love. and so therefore we are commanded thus to love one another. and so there are very clear commandments in the old and the New Testament. There are commandments in the New Testament that bind believers. Love one another. That's a command. Children, obey your parents in the law. It's a command. But there are also principles by which the believer must live also. But the law of Christ is that if I am pursuing and abiding the law by abiding in Christ, I'm not going to be anywhere near the edge. I should have no desire to be there. There may be things in my life or, or, or occasions or occurrences where I get close for the sake of Christ. But I never cross that. I mean, God keeps me in there with, within those principles. Because there may not be a commandment. Thou shalt not go to the movies. Well, think on things that are pleasing to the Lord. You know, Think think on these things. Uh, whatever's right, whatever's noble, is true. Think on these things. And there are movies that will cultivate that. Absolutely. And there's some really bad ones. That would... Draw the line. Go. You had no business being there. Why are you even there? Very important for the saints. Do not add. Do not take away. <clears throat> Nate, would you read verses three and four, please? I'm sorry. Your eyes have seen what the Lord did. Baal, Peor. For the Lord your God destroyed from among you all the men who followed the Baal of Peor, but you who held fast to the Lord your God are all alive today. Okay, so God is giving this command in in verse one to listen and do that you may live. Don't add, don't take away from it. What's with three and four? See that parallel with being alive? it's then the, counter with the destruction. God acted yeah. here in this situation. Pretty decisively. Pretty decisively. And what's he telling them to do? Essentially. Remember this. Remember this. Do you not remember what I did in the past? <clears throat> As they come out of Egypt, remember what I did with the Egyptians. Remember, 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 remember. I am anchoring what I am commanding you in what I have done. Um, what is that story? Numbers in- 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 25. While Israel lived in Shittim, the people began to whore with the daughters of Moab. These invited the people to the sacrifices of their gods, and the people ate and bowed down to their gods. So Israel yoked himself to to Baal of Peor, and the anger of the Lord was kindled against Israel. Verse 9, 24,000 died in the plague there. Phinehas rose up, righteous and just, There and essentially tacked two people to the ground who were in the midst of intimacy in his rage for the Lord. The Lord was well pleased with Phineas for that. He drove a spear through them both. God acts. God acts in space and time, God acts in history. He protects his people. He protected them in battle. How many died against Og, king of Bashan? Sion, king of the Amorites. How many died? None. None. God has acted. (sighs) God acted in it. He has testified to the authority of his word to Israel. What do we have? How is it that we can believe the Word of God as the Word of God? I mean, I hear people dismissing God's Word all the time, or arguing against it, or going, Well, you know, the narratives, blah, blah, blah. No, it's the living word of God. But do I have a bail peor? story? Do I have a Red Sea story? Did I see the Red Sea part? Did I see 5,000 fed? Did I see the dead raised to life? Did I, did I, did I, did I? What would the Mormon say? What does the Mormon say you have to authenticate the word of God? This is scary. I mean, this is important. The Mormons are going to say, you're going to get a burning in your bosom. It's it's an experiential thing. How do we know this is the word of God? It's authenticated in Christ, right? with his death, burial, and resurrection. All these things are... know because God told us and we believe I mean that's the basic this, if you don't believe you don't know that it's the word of God this is this is, this is crazy okay because no it, it can't just be a burning in the bosom okay Does this correspond with reality? Does it correspond with history? Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, if this corresponds with history, then why doesn't everybody believe it? Some people don't want to. Okay? You know, we we get into the hardness of the heart and the fact that these people are not called. Why do we hear it clearly? Because God has opened our eyes. We see, this is so obvious. This is like as plain as the nose on your face. How do you not get this? And people don't. They don't. They'll read read the same thing and they'll go, I don't see it. It's right there. And then when you also say there are people who read it and then don't want to do it, like, Yes. Oh, yeah. People who like, like uh, the Bible says, uh, do not get covered with wine because that is debauchery. But people like to do that. And so they go, but I want to do that. So I can't believe this. Yeah, even on a subconscious level, though, it's not always that black and white. But on a subconscious level, people don't want to be held accountable for their sins. So it's inconvenient for them to believe any of this. They don't want to have to say, oh, I am a sinner. They may not say that out loud, but that's what's behind it all. Mm -hmm. Calvin mentions the self-authenticating nature of the Word of God. And the only way you are going to understand that is through the power of the Holy Spirit. This is not a burning in the bosom. But it is an enlightening that comes through the Holy Spirit only. Because it is not of natural man to for, to, to comprehend the reality of the Word of God. Even though, and, and it, it, sounds, it sounds almost creepy and mystical, but once you do see, you go, oh, it's incredible. It's like those magic eye things that were really big about 20 years ago. Where you had to defocus your eye, kind of, sort of. And they like, oh, there's elephants there. But, I man, it took me months, months and months. Yeah, yeah. Some people just go, yeah, they never see it. They never see it. But that magic eye thing is the Holy Spirit. The regenerating work of the Lord to hear my sheep, hear my voice. Verse five, see, I've taught you, I have taught you statutes and rules as the Lord, my God commanded me that you should do them in the land that you are entering to take possession of it. Keep them and do them for that will be your wisdom and your understanding. Okay, therein is wisdom. To hear God's word and do them, <clears throat> that that shows wisdom. Again, do we hear God's voice? Will we do it? But notice, notice what else? In middle picking up in the middle of verse six. Um, in the sight of the peoples, who when they hear all these statutes will sh- will say, surely. This great nation is a wise and understanding people. For what great nation is there that has a God so near to it as the Lord our God is to us whenever we call upon him? And what great nation is there that has statutes and rules so righteous as all this law that I set before you today? What is one of the glorious, extraordinary things that happens when God's people obey God's word? He gets glorified. By whom? Those not in God's people. Outsiders see it. They will know we are Christians by the love we have one for another. So should we, man, maybe we need to relax the word of God a little bit to bring people in. Maybe we need to leave, leave this Old Testament stuff and be New Testament Christians and, and preach love. But then that's changing the text. It's like the Bible just said. It is. So that'd be dishonorable. It would lead people astray. And, and God says here that it's not in the diminishing of God's word. It is in the upholding of God's word that you will be blessed as a nation and others will see this is a great law. This is a good law. This is extraordinary, these statutes. Man, we just, and we just want to cut pieces off of it. Just slice it away. And we're ashamed of it. We're ashamed to say, well, this law has its foundation in God. And therefore it's right. Murder, bad, why? If you do not have the word of God, why is murder a big deal? Survival of the fittest, baby. Gadooshk. It's, 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 it's mushy. Totally arbitrary. Totally. Totally arbitrary. Every law, if it does not trace itself back to God, is going to trace itself back to somebody with a big fist or a lot of money. I'm going to stop right there as opposed to rushing through uh, the last part. But it's this is going to get into picking up in verse 9. I won't say I'm not going to go into it. now. I'm going to go into it, but I'm not going to go into it, really. <laughs> I promise. Um, how are you going to handle God's word? How are you going to do it? Um and it talks to the parents about their kids. Deuteronomy is replete with this. It's going to come back again in chapter six. Now, teach them to your children. Talk. Encourage this to be a topic of discussion uh, within families or friends. Why should we teach our children and not simply? let them figure things out for themselves. Foolishness is bound up in the heart of a child. But, but in, in the, in the <laughs> Well, we're going to teach them something regardless. I mean, we'll be teaching them something. By not teaching them, you will be teaching them. You surely will. Yeah. The The, Commander of Air Education and Training Command came out with a video. This is a three-star general. And this is being recorded, so this will be online. Alas, pin me up. He said that let the students learn at their own pacing. Let the students determine what it is they need to learn. We need to change the paradigm. Do? For flight? Yes, for for <laughs> for all of for all of the Air Education Training Command in every class that we teach, let the student learn at their own pace. Let them pick. Let let the, like, um, That kind of flies in the face of not just forty years in the Air Force. That flies in the face of. The civilization of man. The history of man. Who teaches the students? Teachers. Who've done what? Been there, done that, got the t-shirt. They know what's important. They know what principles are important. They know what fundamentals are important. Kid, you just grow yourself up. You pick what you want to learn. You pick what manners you want to Crazy. That's the world, though. Today, scary, scary place. But read through that. Look through that. Talk, talk uh, amongst yourselves about those things, uh, the education of children and the like. We'll pick up in in verse nine and go into idolatry. It's gonna it's gonna run right into a discussion of idolatry and. The worship of the living God. How do we worship God? What is the right way? Can you come as you are? Come just as you are to worship. Is that does that mean I come in a bathrobe? Does that what does that really mean? What is it talking about there? Do I have to dress nicely? Can I come in jeans? What what how do we worship the living God by comparison? To what God is commanding here, and do we honor Him in our worship? It's enough.